<clears throat> Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, as we continue our social distancing practice, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing, buddy? Practice makes perfect, but I'm tired of this uh, social distancing. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, I, you know, I'm not saying this is the new norm, but man. It's the new norm. It's It's crazy. It is crazy. We say this every week, right? It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Hey, I went uh, I went and caught a quick bite to eat in between baseball games this weekend. My son had a tournament. Okay. I saw a woman wearing a mask. Have you seen? Do these masks come in different sizes? Because I I got I got a free one when I donated blood, and I've been wearing that one, and it's like super snug. Um, so I haven't purchased a whole bunch of masks, right? I just happen to have one that works for me. Are there different sizes? I, I don't know. I guess it depends how fat your face is. <laughs> I don't know. This woman was wearing a mask. She had it. She actually twisted it to put it on her ears. And it was still like, it was a good two inches in front of her face. It was like hanging off her face. And I'm thinking this woman must have the smallest head on the planet, which may, immediately made me think of you because you have a little yeah, peanut huh? head. Yeah, so, huh? Don't hate on the peanut head gallery. <laughs> Look, there's, there's, there's a mask story every day. I love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah, well, you know, if, if, if you got to see my public service announcement on Twitter uh, last night, uh, yeah, I, I, you know. Is it? I, is, I, is I just don't get it, man. Is there a story about? I saw it, but I, you know, I was I was busy doing other stuff, so I, I kind of, I read it and I just moved on. Is there a story yeah. behind that public service? Well, I, I, I'll I'll make the long story short. I'm coming out of uh, out of the grocery store, and there's a you know a family of five. I'm I'm assuming husband, wife, three kids, and right. they're all wearing masks, and the kids are you know teenagers. I would I would assume right. They look, they look like they're old enough. And uh, one of them takes off their mask and just lets the sneeze out. And, I, you know, I'm walking behind my wife and I can see her shaking her head as in saying, you know, what an idiot. And, you know, I decide to be that guy and kind of say what I thought it was loud enough. And I tell my wife, did you just see that? He just took off his mask and sneezed. I mean, he didn't bother to put his hand over his face. He didn't bother to, uh, you know, I mean, do one of these with your, with your, with, with your shirt. Right, right. <clears throat> I mean, so he I mean, didn't, what's the point of wearing a mask? He didn't just go back five years. He went back like 20 years when you just sneezed and didn't give a shit. I guess they didn't have any common sense back then. I I, I don't know, man. How I, old, I don't get it. How old would you say? When you said teenager, like 13, 14, or like 16, yeah. 17? No, I would guess 13, 14. Yeah, somewhere Even around so, there. right? That's old enough to know. I, I mean, your kid's 13. Would you say he's 14. got common sense? I would yeah. say oh, he's 14, 14. So, well, either way, 14. I think he's got common sense. He covers his mouth. Uh, I mean, I have a 10-year-old. She has common sense. Yeah, but you 10-year-old so, Maybe this kid was a dumbass. Apparently, yes. That <laughs> much was proven yesterday. 
<laughs> Dude, we should start off every show with like a funny mask story. Cause I, I'm telling you, I, I hear so many, I have forgotten. I, I've forgotten Matt, more mask stories than I could tell. Yeah, even if you don't, even if you don't witness them, I'm sure you can go on the internet and find some really good ones. Oh, you find them all over the place, man. All so, over the place. Know. It's crazy, but, but that's the way it goes, man. That's the way yeah. it goes. Um, <clears throat> so, did you watch the? Uh, did you watch the fights this weekend? I did. I did. I caught some of them. So you saw Fight Island. Fight. I was a bit disappointed. Now, now. Color me that guy, but I feel like this was some false advertising shit. All right, when you fo- when 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 your your hype up video has a ring and it's in the middle and it, it looks like it's on an island with sunshine and it's yeah. on the beach and there's water, I shit you not, that's exactly what I was expecting. I shit you not. So I was a little bit disappointed at that part. But um, otherwise, you know, uh, you know, I, I watched a few fights here and there. The, the fights were pretty good. It was a good card, certainly at the, you know, at the tail end of it with three title fights. And even the fight, the fight before the title fight was two top contenders in the women's strawweight division or whatever. It was good stuff. Now, hold on a second. You, you knew that's how it was going to be? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I follow enough UFC that I had heard – uh, a few days ago, um, <clears throat> a few days ago, I had heard more than a few days ago, weeks ago, I had heard that it was on Yaz Island, which is a place they've right. been to before. <clears throat> so, right. just to give you some background, the uh, United Arab Emirates is, you know, they're trying to get into sports. And so, you know, you've got Formula One goes there for a race, you know, they, they're tried to get uh, larger soccer tournaments to be held there. You know, they've got money, so they're getting into sports and they're trying to, to build it up. And one of the things that they've been able to secure is a partnership with the UFC where the, the UFC goes during normal times. Uh, the UFC goes to Abu Dhabi. I think it's twice a year. And so when this whole pandemic started and people couldn't travel to the U.S., they started working on where were they gonna where were they gonna go to put on fights for their foreign-based fighters, right? So, right. well, and the whole Fight Island thing, the concept started with you know Dana White was wanting to put on shows and he didn't care about you know no jurisdiction was gonna approve it, so he was just gonna he didn't care. He said he was gonna build an island and and put fights on it. And my understanding is that he did, they did talk about, uh, you know, getting on an Island somewhere to be able to put on fights so that they wouldn't have to worry about uh, different jurisdictions that were banning sporting events, right. Back in Mm -hmm. March and April. And so they did talk to some rich people who, you know, may or may not have uh, their own Island or access to one. Uh, you know, they got some big investors in the UFC and they talked about it and talked about it. And eventually they didn't need to because they could do it here in Florida and, and Las Vegas. And so, but then they needed to do something for their foreign based fighters. And so they talked to Abu Dhabi and Abu Dhabi was like, yeah, come on over. Now the testing was insane. 
like <clears throat> they administered something like 9,000 tests in a week. <clears throat> so they were testing people daily. So, and so, yeah, and they've been, they've been to that particular arena before. And um, I mean, outside in Abu Dhabi would be insane. You know how freaking hot it is? It's like 120 degrees. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is Dana White. He can afford some fucking cool fans, and you know, uh, you know, some fucking yeah, but bright get, lights. To, yeah, but then you get sand in your face. Yeah, no, 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 you you could you could you could stop all that. It's it's doable. Hey, it's doable. Hey, speaking of uh, going back to a funny mask story, you probably did not notice this. There was a chick. I don't know if she was one of the ring card girls or some other. UFC official she was sitting in like the first or second row right by the cage everyone is wearing a mask she is not wearing a mask and and all of a sudden the action there's some blood right in this particular fight that I'm watching I don't remember who it was Mm -hmm. and the fight gets up against the fence and one fighter boom you know across and you see her go like this, get hit. And all of a sudden, some of the blood must have made it to this chick because she goes, you know, she's kind of wiping her face and then immediately reaches down and puts a mask on. I was like, well, you know, you probably should have had your mask on earlier. That and maybe a face shield. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Hey, <clears throat> I, can't, I can't stop talking about these masks. Have you seen the people walking around with the face shields? Yes. And have you noticed that they, they never go straight down? They actually kind of stick out so that they're away from your mouth so that all of the COVID can get underneath and, and right. get in there? And if they're talking to like a little kid or a midget or something, right? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's going directly at right. them. Giving them, a, giving them a little bit of that spittle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that COVID spizzle. Yeah, that vizzle. Yeah, I'm telling you, look. Uh, we we could tell. I'm telling you, we could tell mass stories all day long. It's just it, it, there's always one. Um, so you you did see the title fights, right? I I saw all three title fights, and that's that, those are really pretty much the only ones I I remember. What, and I, what was I your favorite fight of the three? Uh, I would probably say probably the middle one, Holloway and Volkanovski. Yeah, that guy. This is a I mean, great fight. That, that was a really good fight. There's a little bit of controversy there, right? Some people think Holloway won, and some people think Volkanovski won. It's a very close 48-47, all three cards, split decision. Volkanovski keeps the featherweight title. Who did you think won the fight? Uh, I mean, I, I, I have to go with the majority of the of the crowd and say uh, Holloway. You think Holloway won? It, yeah. yeah at, at worst, at worst, give it a draw. But I don't want to see a draw. But I, I don't think I think Holloway won that fight in the early rounds. He, he, I think he won the first three rounds. Yeah. Or maybe two and four. It's it's funny. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people that talk about it. Um, argue that the third round was the the turning point but the official scorecards came out today it was the fifth round that decided everything all three judges gave holloway the first round and the second round 
all three judges gave Volkanovski the third round and the fourth round. And two of the judges gave Volkanovski the fifth. One judge gave it to Holloway. I thought, I thought the fifth was Volkanovski's round. Um, I, I had it. I had it three, two for Holloway and I had him winning the first, second and third round and Volkanovski winning the fourth and the fifth. And to me, that third round is super close. So I think, I think Holloway won, but I wasn't upset that, you know, like I didn't think it was a travesty that Volkanovski won. I, I thought that third round was razor close. It was very hard to, very hard to judge who, who won that round. I mean, the strikes were pretty even and. Yeah. I, 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 I think they should come out with those scorecards maybe a day later, not two days later. I well, mean, I mean, why wait two days? I mean, it's not that hard to obtain. I mean, Dana White has all the power in the world. He can just say, hey, give me those scorecards and fucking put them out there. Why do you have to wait two days? No. Now I'm really – now I'm now the, now the wheels are turning up here. I'm like, what's going on? Well, to be fair, uh, Dana White's got a lot of power. He never messes with the commission. Never. That's the one place he will not – like, he'll complain about refs and, and judging, but he'll never – like, he'll never challenge the commission, you know? It's okay. Okay, well, then, then the commission should drop the cards the day, the day after. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's funny. Like, some, uh, some commissions, you, you get to see the cards. Some commissions, you don't. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they make the decision to release them or not release them. I mean – I just don't – I don't know. Like, in a fight like that, when it's 48-47, I just Does don't boxing see – boxing release them? Huh? Does boxing release them? I don't know. I think so. Oh, yeah? But boxing is a lot more rounds. You got those 12-round fights. Someone's got to get a calculator out. I mean, it's just too much effort. Boxing probably doesn't release them because they don't want people to, you know, get information overload. Yeah. You get a bunch of people trying to do that math in their head, and they get a bunch of complaints. Like, look, dude, it's you added wrong. <laughs> I was just curious because boxing, boxing is is to me, in my opinion, is a dying sport. I would almost think that they would want the the cards to come out because it would spark a little of this type of conversation. Yeah. I wouldn't say UFC is a dying sport, but I don't think it has uh I don't think it has the appeal to everybody how, you know, how all the other four major sports has. That's why I was asking. Yeah, they're getting there, but I think they still have a ways to go. There's still oh, yeah. people that don't like the ground fighting. Um, you know, a lot of people that don't understand the ground fighting, it's, you know, pretty much everyone can get on board if it ends up being kind of a kickboxing fight, but if there's stuff on the ground, you know, wrestling, ground and pound, jujitsu, you lose a lot of people, right? Like, uh, the main event, for example, right? That the main event was good for people who like MMA, and even for people who like MMA, it was kind of tough to watch, right? But for people who are new to the sport or, you know, the casual, that's exactly the kind of fight that puts them to sleep because right. Usman just, you know, just grinded out a win against Masvidal. Masvidal wanted to 
stand and bang. And Usman said, no, no I'm not going to let you hit me. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrestle you. I'm going to hold you up against the fence. I'm going to stomp your foot. Those foot stomps look painful. I'll tell you what, Twitter was going off on those foot stomps. Nobody on Twitter was approving of those foot stomps. It was like, like, if it, you know, I, but seriously, they, I, that is probably one move that they should get rid of. Just ban it. I, I, because I, I don't want to see, I think that's pretty fucking boring. <laughs> foot stomping in the fight. I mean, come on now. If you if you were to get into a fight right now outside, nobody's gonna fucking footstop. Who the hell is gonna footstop? <laughs> hey, but think about it. If you if you got in a fight right now in the street, and you guys ended up wrestling and kind of holding each other, and that guy's trying to punch you, and all of a sudden you fucking drop a heel on his big toe. I mean, the element of surprise might get you the victory, Uncle. Yeah, uncle. I, 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 don't, I don't know about that. You know, I've heard. I, I think that's. I mean, look, when, when you have a, a, you know, two welterweights like that that are big and strong, e- even if you had heavyweights, right, that are big and strong, I, I think that's that's you know that's that's a sissy way out. I think. So you know, if if one of them wants to challenge me, bring it on. You know, we we could look, but we're not going to do the foot stomping. <laughs> so now I now I know how to beat you in a fight. If I get you in a fight, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wrap you up and I'm gonna fucking stomp your feet. You're gonna well, by the time you, you're done, by the time we're done, you'll have seven toes tops. Well, little did you know, I wear fucking steel toe boots everywhere I go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you know. I always find the foot stomp funny. I it it makes me laugh. like every time I see it, I actually giggle, right? Because I'm convinced that a chick came up with that with some heels, <laughs> right? Some chick said, oh, I can win this fight. And she happened to be wearing heels and she just stomped on somebody. And that would hurt. Probably. I've heard, I've heard the, uh, I've heard a couple of UFC fighters say they don't hurt. Um, they're just annoying. And, and it's one of those things that it kind of makes you, you know, they're, they're annoying, and so you kind of move your feet, and maybe right. that allows the other person to get a better hold of you to take you down or whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. It, it almost serves as a distraction. Exactly. I, yeah, it, exactly. And that's, and that's very much what it is. It is a, it's a distraction type of move. Kind of look See, at that, that should be a disqualification, right? Because if you have a distraction in wrestling, like if you have Bobby the Brain Heenan <laughs> in your corner – He's going to distract. You automatically get disqualified. Yeah, ban the foot stomping. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but Bobby the Brain Heenan has never been like in a real wrestling match. <laughs> it's, it's real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's as real as it gets. Isn't that the UFC's motto? <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so... Uh, did you enjoy the main event? Because you so as a ca- you're more than you're more casual than I am. Yes, yes. I, um, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but I I kept watching. Like my eyes were glued to it. I think maybe because of of the fighters, of you know right. who they were, maybe right. And, um, and when you say that, you have to be referring to Masvidal. Yeah, well, I've watched I watched the other guy Usan. I've watched them before. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Okay. I don't know how many other times, but I I, I know I've watched them okay. at least no, no, okay. at least twice. I've watched them. Hey man, don't underestimate my uh, UFC knowledge here. Like I said, you're more of a casual than I am. I am. I am. You know. But he's been in some main events, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, he's a champion, right? Well, he's defended well, that's all fight. I watch are main events, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. You, I, but, My guess is you have not seen his entire 12-fight win streak. But no, you have no. seen the last two or three because he's been in the main event. So I, I get it. I right. get it. So, yeah, I, I, from that standpoint, yeah, my eyes were, were glued, so to speak, right? I, I, I watched just waiting to see what happens. But – I wasn't entertained by it. I wasn't like, man, that was a great five round championship fight, you know? So I I think, you know, people were excited for it and and they were excited because of Masvidal. I mean, Masvidal, you know, the whole street Jesus persona he's got going. Remember that guy started off doing backyard fights. I mean, he is a, he is a legitimate badass. Like he's the kind of guy that, like, some of these guys are in it for the business, right? Masvidal is in it because he likes to fight. And I think, um, you know, he's complained about pay. But at the end of the day, if the sport wasn't as big as it is, uh, he would still do it. And he would get paid, you know, much less. So, I mean, again, the guy started off making 100 bucks fighting in a backyard in Florida. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. He's, he's that kind of guy. And, um, you know, I, I think he brought a lot of interest, but, uh, I feel like he had no chance. I mean, Usman, Usman's a cardio machine and we saw that on Saturday. I mean, he can go five hard rounds and he's not going to slow down and Masvidal's got good cardio, but you know, it's different when you take a fight on six days notice as opposed to, you know, signing a bout agreement and, and getting an eight-week, 10-week, 12-week training camp in and getting yep. your cardio up. So, <clears throat> and I knew we were going to get that kind of fight at the very beginning when Masvidal came out swinging for the fences. I thought, well, yeah, he's going to try to finish it here. And if he doesn't, you know, Usman's going to just grind him to death. I, and I knew, I knew Usman was not going to finish him because Masvidal's the kind of guy that, Quite honestly, I think you got to kill him. You got to you you got to get him unconscious because he's not going he's not going to quit. I bet you if he yeah. gets him an arm bar or something, he'll say, you know, fine, break it, break it, take it off. I don't care. Take the arm off, take it, throw it off to the side. And I'll fight with one. I don't care. I mean, that's just the kind of guy he is. He is one badass dude. I love him. I think he's great. But it, it was just a bad setup for him, and you know, and Usman is a bad matchup for him in general. Yeah, he looks – they're both welterweights, right? But Usman looks uh, – he looks bigger. Oh, uh, and he's chiseled. Yeah, I mean, he's – he didn't look like a welterweight. No, he, he looked, looked – Almost he looked like a heavyweight. Well, I wouldn't go that far. To me, he looks like a Maybe that's why he was dropping those foot stomps. He figured he was heavier, you know, it's more load. Could be. Yeah, it was a shame. Um I don't know what's next for Usman, but, uh, you know, quite honestly, both of those guys, their next fight, uh, Masvidal's will be much more interesting, much more exciting, will have much more hype than Usman. And it doesn't matter who the opponent is. I mean, 
that's just the way it is. Masvidal has become a character that, you know, it, it's as much entertainment as anything else. And, oh, yeah. by the way, he happens to fight really well. So. Right. Yeah. And then the other title fight was Piotr, not Peter, Piotr, Jan, against Jose Aldo. Um, now, that was more of a, you know, what the casuals like, right? Kickboxing, a little bit right. of blood and, and stuff like that. How did you like that fight? Oh, well, there was definitely a lot of blood on that fight. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could see the fucking big-ass stains of blood after that match. Um, but poor job by the referee. I mean, how long do you have to t- – Yeah. Aldo's not moving. I mean, look, I'll just fast forward to the fifth round. <laughs> Aldo is fucking in the praying position for a pretty long time. It, it felt like 20 seconds, and he's not moving. How long? 20 seconds? When he wasn't moving, but he was face down, kind of, you know, a little bit of movement, probably for like a good minute and 20 seconds. Yeah. But but as far as like not swinging, not not doing anything, I mean, he was just he was just you know covering for dear life, and I mean, yeah, man. it was kind of it was a little hard to watch, and you know I think it's one of those things where <clears throat> I've watched enough UFC where there's guys that are never going to quit, they're just right. not going to quit, you know they're not going to tap out to strikes, they're they're not they're not going to quit, but they will give you a signal that they're done, right? That, they, that, yeah. they are, that they are really no longer interested and or capable of competing against the person that they have on top of them. And I felt like that's what Jose Aldo did. <clears throat> you know, Jose Aldo's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And here he is on the ground. And instead of trying to roll to his back, get guard, hold them, maybe try to apply an arm bar or a choke of some sort, He's face down, covering up. Obviously, he, he, he's at that point, he's, I don't want to say he's given up, but at that point, he just does not have the capacity to defend himself, does not have the capacity to find a way to turn this round around. And you can't let him go a minute. I mean, how many unanswered strikes were there? I mean, it had to be a good 30, 40. I mean, it was, it was a lot, good. man. And that, and, and that young guy, he wasn't going to stop. I mean, he'd still be punching him right now if Leon Roberts let him. Yeah. You know, they'd still be going yeah. at it. Good fight, but you could tell at one point, kind of in the – I think in the beginning of the fourth round, you could tell <clears throat> Peter Jan kind of either kept going at his pace or maybe even increased it a little bit, and Aldo just kind of the wheels fell off a little bit. He took a beating in that fourth round as well. Yeah, Jan didn't look like he was losing. He was getting tired. No man, so his, he meant business. No. He meant yeah. business. Did you see the um, the punch in the first round that made Aldo wince? A shot to the ribs. It looked like he had a broken rib when he had him against the uh, when he had him against the. Um, I was going to say the ropes. Against cage. The, the, the cage? No, I think I, I actually don't think they were uh, up against the fence. They were in a little bit of a skirmish. He dropped a left hook, and okay. you could see Aldo wince in pain. And then after that, he kind of kept that hand lower. Yeah. Um, and then 
at one point you could see him kind of you could see Aldo at an angle and you could see kind of a something sticking out. So I, it looked like he had a broken rib. The fact that he had, that that happened in the first round and he was still willing to go all the way to the fifth, that tells you that dude's not going to quit. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta bail him out somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just... But they were pretty good fights. Not bad. Oh yeah. No, it was a good card. And the fight before the the title fights was between two uh, highly ranked strawweight women, and it was a banger. I mean, those two chicks yeah. again, a kickboxing fight. Basically, they stood in front of each other, and I mean, this chick that won ended up with a big black ball underneath her eye. Um, she won the fight clearly. She just got. She got tagged real good in the uh, in the third round, but that was an excellent fight as well. So you're looking at four out of the five fights that were were really good, and uh, you know, <clears throat> yeah, good night of fights. And then they come on again on Wednesday. So she's probably not getting a date anytime soon with that swollen eye. She's married. Well, I don't know if they're married. She lives with with a dude. Used to fight at heavyweight. Big boy. Oh yeah. Yeah, good with the foot stomps. <laughs> I can take him. Huh? I said I can take him. Yeah, I mean, if all he's going to do is foot stomp you. Yeah. So, we, uh, I never have, I don't know if you ever have, but somebody here witnessed a no-hitter yesterday. That's right. My first one. And, and it wasn't Major League Baseball. No, no, not quite Major League Baseball. But know, nonetheless, have, it's a no-hitter. That's right. I have, uh, I have never seen a no-hitter in person. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever watched one beginning to end. Um, but yesterday, I did get to watch a no-hitter. Uh, and, and amazingly enough, it was my son that pitched it. So it made it, made it twice as nice. Yeah, uh, he had a tournament this weekend, and they were uh, – <clears throat> They were in the uh, – they played a early game in the round of 16, and they won that game fairly easily. They played at 10 o'clock, so by noon when the game was over, it was pretty freaking hot. And then they had to come back at 2 o'clock to play the quarterfinal game. Uh, they were the five seed. They were playing the four seed. And, uh, yeah, he pitched – I mean, he pitched a gem. I mean, just uh, – you know, just one of those days where everything was clicking and – yeah. Uh, you know, he, he pitched really well and, you know, he doesn't start a ton. Uh, he seems to get a lot of relief appearances. Uh, usually, you know, his coach has a lot of faith in him, brings him into tight spots. And so, you know, when he comes in in the middle of the game, it's a tight spot or not, you know, you're already kind of amped up for the game. And so you're, 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 as a parent, I'm sitting there watching the game. So I don't really get, you know, I get nervous every time he pitches, but not super nervous. But then yesterday, you know, I look out in the field and I notice they're warming up and he's not out there, which means he's in the bullpen. I can't see him. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to start. And all of a sudden I got super nervous. It was a 2 o'clock game. It was hotter than hell, right? Um, but, I mean, he just – it's just one of those things, man. Everything yeah. was working, and uh, he he just he pitched really well. It was uh, oh, that's good, man. Yeah, it was is 
you know, as a dad, you know, it's a great feeling to watch. And um, the way the, the way the, the field and the stands are, I ended up watching the game by myself. Like I wasn't even sitting next to other dads. I was sitting there. So by you myself. kicked everybody out from around you. Huh? So you kicked everybody out from around you. Yeah, no, no, actually, I just <laughs> – because I was sitting on the bleachers. The bleachers had no cover. So there was one – there were two families that brought their own canopy thing, and so they were sitting over there, and it was a little crowded. I wasn't going to, like, squeeze in over there. And then a lot of the other parents were in the, in the stands behind home plate. It was a little press box. It's a really – it's only, like, one row of seats. So there's, like – and fans from both teams are sitting there because it's the only covered place. So there's not a whole lot of room in there. So I was sitting on the benches, on the bleachers with no cover, right, by myself. No one to sit out there with me. I was sweating like a pig between the nerves and the heat, right? I'm, I'm dropping weight fast here. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it was one of those things. It was, it was exactly the way major leaguers talk about it. You are so focused on the game, you don't even realize it's a no hitter. Like right. I, I didn't, I didn't even realize it until the very end. Uh, I looked over at one of the dads, and he looked at me. He goes, "Good job," you know, and he gave me a thumbs up. And I gave him a thumbs up back. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. he's doing well, whatever." Um, it started off close, but eventually they kind of broke it open, got up seven nothing, and then at the end of the game, you know, they're walking off the field. And uh, everyone's clapping, you know, real happy for him. And I look at one of the other dads, and he's like, I think that was a no-hitter. And I'm like, they were. Oh, come on. You can't be that humble, bro. I would have been – I bet you kicked every – I bet you knew he was throwing a no-hitter, and you kicked everybody out of the bleacher section. You Whoa. said, hey, guys, I am the, the, I am the pitcher's dad. Get around for me. <laughs> don't talk to me. And don't say the word no hitter. <laughs> no, man. I'm telling you, I was – you want to know how nervous I was? I was so nervous before the game, I actually called dad to talk yeah. to him. Like, I couldn't handle it. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm so nervous all of a sudden. And so yeah. I talked to him, and the, I talked to him until the game started. And actually, I talked to him through the first inning. Yeah. We were talking about a bunch of stuff, but eventually I'm watching the game more than I'm talking to him. If I'm like, all right, Dad, this is going to suck because this is you're going to be bored. I'll talk to you later. He's like, okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm no humble brag here, man. I was just – you get locked in, bro. Yeah. Locked in. But, yeah, hats off to him. He was, oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, instead of having a moody teenager in here – uh, yesterday and today, I, I got one that's pretty good mood. Thank God. I would say so. Yeah. <clears throat> to his no, no hitters and perfect games. Those are those are uh, those are unplanned. Nobody goes out there, yeah. you know. No pitcher goes out there saying I'm gonna throw it unless you have a bet going on or some shit, right? Yeah. But nobody nobody goes out there, especially little leaguers, right? Especially yeah, yeah, yeah. little leaguers. So you know, but. At whatever level you do it, it's it's still it's a fucking accomplishment. You yeah. gave up zero hits. I mean, that is an accomplishment. And, and I'm telling you, I mean, it, it, yeah, the no hitter thing is cool, but I'm just proud of the way he pitched. I mean, they hit one ball hard, and yeah. 
thank God it was a line drive right at the third baseman and he caught it. Um, they, they didn't hit, they didn't hit anything hard. And I mean, they, their catcher, their catcher was, I'm not kidding. Six, one, maybe six, two. And he was a solid 215, 220, 225. I guess he's right in that area, 220. He's a big freaking kid. He looked like a man. He was bigger than the umpire. And the umpire wasn't a small guy. Um, So, you know, they were a good team. Look, they they won both of their games on Saturday. Um, You know, they were in the quarterfinals. So, they were a good team. They they were no joke. But he was on. He was on the money. He had them – you know, and it's funny, like, everyone thinks, oh, power, power, power. How hard can he throw? How hard can he throw? If you can locate and mix it up and keep them off balance, you can do shit, right? That's how Greg Maddox made a living. Yeah, made a Hall of Fame career out of that. That's right. You know, it'd be nice if he threw harder. <laughs> well, give him some time. He still has He still has a lot of developing to do, so. Yeah, yeah, he's got a long way to go, but – so, well, that's pretty awesome, man. Congratulations to you and your son, my nephew. <laughs> yeah, he he did all the work. I mean, all I did, all I did was sweat. <laughs> You're right. I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? Um, I usually videotape his at bats, right? Because then we break him down. And, you know, he's working. He's constantly working on his swing and whatnot. My phone has been. A, I've got too much stuff on it because I never clear it out. And B, it was in my pocket a lot over the weekend. I was sweating so much that it was wet all weekend. So it's like, it's like acting up. It looks, it, it looks funny now, right? Like it's got lines all over it and shit and it shakes and whatever. So I got zero, zero pictures, zero videos, zero, zero, zero. Kind of like the amount of hits he gave up. That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got nothing to look at, but that's okay, man. If I don't, if I don't, if I never get Alzheimer's, I'll always have it right here. It'll be all right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. And it's, you know, I'm talking to mom and dad yesterday. That's what I said. I was like, I'll never forget it. You know. It, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'd never get Alzheimer's because it, yeah, it's. I mean, I can see several sequences of the game in my head today right and it's just i don't think it's going to go away anytime soon so yeah yeah yeah, definitely awesome hopefully it's the first of many yeah unless he's a you know right fielder or something in which case probably not going to throw many no hitters it's got to be it's got to be an incredible feeling right you see some i mean they play a lot of night games but i mean we've seen no hitters you know, a day game on Sunday, right? We the guy from Oakland who threw the no hitter on Father's Day was it last year or the year before? Yeah, Man, it's got to be something else. You go out there for nine innings and throwing as hard as you can for you know two and a half hours, and then you get the no hitter, right? That's got to be that's got to be an incredible feeling. Well, imagine the ones that are like late at night. Right. How do you sleep at night, right? Because at least if you play the day game, right, yeah. you have a, a few hours in between, you know, you, yeah, you, you go home, you celebrate a little bit, right? You got time to yeah. wind down. But, like, if you 
pitch late at night and you throw a no hitter. I mean, how do you sleep at night? There's no <laughs> I way. I mean, good thing you get five days in between, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, you're right. If it's a night game, right? It's over at 10, 11 o'clock at night. You start jumping up and down with your friends, your teammates for an hour. Yeah. You get a shower and you got to go home. You're you're the guy. You're you're you'll be the pitcher that wants to stay out late and party because you don't have to go back to work for another you're five right. days. But everybody else is like, all right, man, let's go back. We got to get back to the hotel. We got a game tomorrow. Yeah, you only got like one or two guys that are gonna go with you, right? Yesterday's pitcher, maybe the one from right. the day before. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's pitcher is probably tomorrow's pitcher probably didn't even see your no hitter. He's probably back at the hotel or back at home sleeping before you even. That's hit. right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, you know, it's funny. I heard a funny story. Um, uh, Walker Bueller was on a podcast and he was talking about baseball in Japan and baseball here. And he said the pitchers, right, because they were talking about how if you don't play, you don't sit in the dugout, right, the new rules and stuff, you're going to have to sit in the bleachers. Um, He said that in Japan, if you don't start, like if you're a starting pitcher, right, like a Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, you don't even go to the park on days you don't pitch, right? Or you go to the park, you do your work, you leave before the game even starts, right? Wow. So he was telling a story about uh, who's, the, who's, the, uh, who's the Asian pitcher that they have on the Dodgers or had. Oh, Ryu? Ryu, yeah, that guy. He said that guy, you know, He's in America, so the American way is you sit in the dugout and watch the game, whatever. He said that guy hated it. it well, not didn't hate it, but he was like, this is crazy. It's like overtime. Yeah. <laughs> he said that guy – he said that guy used to – used to, probably still does. That guy was out of the locker room five minutes after the game was over. He'd go back to the locker room. Didn't have to shower, right, because he didn't do anything. Change right. out the door, lickety-split. <laughs> shit well i mean i can't say i blame him yeah i mean it's gotta be a good life though to be a major league starter i mean sure you gotta go to the ballpark every day but most most of the time you're watching the game yeah all you're doing is fucking chewing tobacco spinning some of power seeds and bullshit well can't, no but can't, can't spit you can spit into a cup now uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, they're going to get fined for spitting. Yeah. Who's gonna? Who's going to enforce that? Baseball. I can see it now. The Astros with the video camera in center field, just locked in on the on the <laughs> visitors' dugout, right? And going, "Yep, uh, <clears throat> you know, the Dodgers are in town. The Yankees are in town. Yeah, Aaron Judge spit." Uh, yeah. Torres spit, uh, Aaron Boone spit twice. You know they're sending they're sending the write up to MLB about who spit. Well, you know baseball probably reached out to the Houston Astros and you know said, hey, how do you how do you investigate these kind of things? How do you record? What kind of cameras you use? Yeah. Uh, what kind of angle do you have to be in? <laughs> hey, where's the record <laughs> button on this thing? <laughs> how do I zoom in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the Astros guy is like, this is how you zoom into the catcher's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and then MLB's like, no, no, no. Could you zoom into the dugout? 
Yeah, that's going to be nuts. I don't know how, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know how the players are going to do it without spinning. I mean, that's like second nature to, to a baseball player. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I don't even play baseball, and I still spit a lot when I'm out there. While right, I'm yeah. And whatnot. You know who's got to be really pissed off about this new thing? Who's that? The David Sunflower Seed Company. That's right. Right? I mean, if you see a red and white skinny bag, I mean, don't you immediately think sunflower seeds? Yeah. Not no more. No? Well, maybe they're allowed to spit in the cup. I want, You know what would be great marketing? If the David Sunflower Seed Company sold their sunflower seed with a, uh, a little Ziploc bag compartment attachment to the actual bag so that you could have the bag, right, tear off a corner, put some – and then you turn the bag around, they got a little Ziploc section where you spit your shells in. Yeah, the only problem with that is if 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 there's a hole there somewhere and those spit out sunflower seeds get mixed up and, and I mean you're just gonna be a pissed off ball player. Hey, why do you have to rain on my idea? I thought that was a great idea. And you just, well, I'm, just giving, I'm giving you another idea. Well, no, you I Steel reinforce that shit in the middle. Oh no! You, you, <laughs> no, even better. Have you ever seen those? Um, have you ever seen those little yogurt cups that come with the granola on the side, and you fold it over? It's got a little divider in the middle. That's what you get. That's what you get. You start putting your sunflower seeds in that. David, hey, David, sunflower seed company. Talk to me. Give me a call. Positive Sports Podcast 10 at gmail.com. You want to reach out to the show and email us. You want to get a hold of us and talk about what we can do to keep your sunflower seed business going. Email the show. Positive Sports 10 at gmail.com. Positive Sports 10 at gmail.com. If you want someone to criticize my idea so that you can get your idea even better, talk to Alex. How do they reach you, Alex? On Twitter at Brooklyn Gaucho one. And after you talk to him and he spits all over your idea, come back to me where I will refine the idea on Twitter at eMontana21. I have a thriving promo business going. That was great. Yeah. I'm going to have to clip that. As a matter of fact, I am going to clip that. I mean, look, if you want ideas to keep your business thriving in this new COVID-19 or coronavirus environment, come talk to me. I have ideas. And, you know, for you mask companies that need ideas on how to, you know, y'all need to make different sizes because there's people that have skinny little heads and you you just have to do it. (laughs) Who cares about the, you know, everybody's worried about putting designs on masks and shit like that. No, man, you got to make them fit. (laughs) That person that you sold them the design mask with the little sports logo on it, if it doesn't fit, they're going to be dead. They're not going to buy any right. more masks. You got to make them fit, man. Got to make them fit. And if you got some snot-nosed kid that's sneezing all the time, you know, like, hey, like in NASCAR, they've got the plastic uh, the plastic uh, thing on the windshield. So when they're at races where there's a lot of dirt and stuff, they, they tear off the, the a strip of it. It's kind of like cellophane. Uh-huh. Do the same thing with masks, bro. There you go. You fucking, you know, like the act, have the part that goes around your ear, have it be one string, but then have it have like several layers. (laughs) 
you're in the wrong business, man. I mean, I have ideas. <laughs> Hit me up. Yo, you, all you fucking people at the N95 company or whatever the fuck it's called. Hit me up. I will get you how to, I will tell you how to make better masks. Uh, somebody needs to hear you. <laughs> and you know what? Somebody needs to get the hell out of this goddamn house. <laughs> they spent too much goddamn time in here. That's, that's what somebody needs. Somebody needs to get out of here. Oh, uh, shit. You got anything else, man? That's it, man. Just, uh, you know, get a little closer to baseball, to basketball, and, you know. Yeah, we got to come up with a plan on doing season previews, right? Well, I, we should probably do a season preview for MLB next week because the season starts on, what, the 23rd, 24th? Yeah, something like that. So next week will be the 20th. A week later, we'll do the NBA re-preview. Re-preview? Yeah, or preview part deux. <laughs> part deux. <laughs> uh, what should we call it? Um, <clears throat> a re-preview. Review in the preview. Review of the preview. Uh, review, predictions, review, redictions. Redictions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're rolling with that. Redictions. Redictions. We will do a whole new set of redictions for the NBA resumption. Ridiculous redictions. By Ralex and Red. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. As always, folks, if you want to catch the show, you can catch us on YouTube on our own channel, the Positive Sports Podcast channel, or you can hit us up on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, whatever your podcast platform is, you can find us on there. You got any parting words, Alex? Uh, no, no parting words. Just, uh, no, no parting words. Stay safe, people. As always, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.